They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 1215 Club. It is Mutt Ariel here on the mic, joined as always by Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and today we have a very, very, very special guest. I'd say this is our biggest booking of all time. Would you agree, Dylan? I would agree, by far, actually. Like, no offense to Dan, no offense to his son Jack, no offense to Rod the Intern. Doesn't stack up. We have Mrs. Fritz. Todd Fritz's wife joining us from Glastonbury, Connecticut. Thank you, Mrs. Fritz, for uh, giving us some of your time today and being generous. My pleasure. How often do you take in the Dan Patrick show? Um, a lot of times it's when I'm in my car running errands. You know, you guys know I teach during the school year. Yeah. So I'm typically not by my phone or in the car during those hours. But one year I was split between two buildings. So as I was commuting from one to the other, I would listen just to kind of, a lot of times it would help me figure out what kind of a mood Todd was going to come home. What do you think about like some of the stuff that Todd, this flack that he gets uh, from the guys? You think Um, it's- I know a lot of it's for content. I'm pretty good at kind of like compartmentalizing it and not taking it too seriously. Uh, I think our daughter probably has a harder time than that. She tends to be, she's, our kids are kind of split. Jordan's kind of tougher like I am. And Lindsay's super sensitive the way that Todd is. So she takes it more personally. There was a point, uh, Dan has told this story a couple of times on air where it was a Christmas party, right? It was, oh, this I was wanted the ago? floor to open me up, to open up so that I could just go into it. Yes. <laughs> so what exactly happened uh, that day? Just for people who haven't heard the story. So Dan and Sue are very gracious hosts during the holidays. They open their house up to, you know, everyone on the staff, their families, their their spouses, their children. And Dan always comes over to greet everybody personally. And he he's known both of my kids since they were first, since they were born. And he, you know, got down to Lindsay's level. She was young. She might have been six or seven at the time. And she really wasn't warming up to him. And he said, what's the matter? And she goes, you're mean to my father. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to go well. And um, he he kind of didn't know how to react. But Dan has three daughters. So I think that has prepared him for, for dealing with um, emotional girls. So he handled it very well. And as Lindsay got older, she, she's been a little bit tougher about that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's, that's not the way you want um, to be welcomed into someone's home with, with that as your first exchange. So do the kids take in the show as often, I mean, as you, or you know, do they hear the certain things that are said um, at this point? Or was that like more when they were younger? Um, well, Jordan's up at college. He's about to leave for his second year at Syracuse. So sometimes he'll watch the show um, when he's on campus. So he'll know about stuff before we can kind of communicate to him, but he brushes it off. Lindsay's got a really busy schedule, so she tends to not know unless Todd comes home in like a sour mood. Eric? So is there a a regular communication about like what happened on the show and the impact it's having on the family or just like what's that dynamic? 
Well, if it's if it's a particularly um, like anti Todd day, I'll tend to get a, like a rapid fire stream of texts oh. from Todd so that I I usually know what I'm walking myself into. And usually there are days that Dan will be like, "Oh, so did your wife have to talk you off the ledge tonight?" So he he Dan I think knows what goes on in our house. Dan was actually curious to this himself, where you know Todd comes home from a, a on a kind of Friday. And if it's yeah. a, if it's a particularly rough show, what does that weekend look like? Does it carry on till Sunday, or is it really just that day that he kind of you know sad about it or sour? About oh no, it? Todd doesn't let. Have you? Do you know Todd? Todd doesn't <laughs> let you go in two days. No, Todd is still like harboring things that probably happened year one. Really? Yeah, he's 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 not good. At, at the letting go. It's, it's ironic because I'm the one that's a Taurus. I'm supposed to hold grudges. Mm-hmm. But he he has a really, really hard time letting go of things. Because, I mean, I, there's certain things with Todd where, you know, you think, okay, this is something that they're just playing up. Or is that how Todd really is? And that was one of them that I was like, he probably gets over it once he gets home. Um, but I didn't think uh, he would. It depends. If it's really light, but if it's it's got a little bit more personal edge to it, that tends to stick with him. Dylan? Um, I have to say, I just from seeing Todd here, he's pretty good at not wearing his emotions on his, on, like on his sleeve. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, he doesn't really seem like he gets too bothered by stuff here, but I guess he just channels it all on the ride home, and then, you know, then like the like a bagel related incident could happen and just set him <laughs> off further. Yes, and then you feel bad for the people that he has to interact because <laughs> then it's like it all gets put on them. But he he does he does handle it pretty like he handles it better. I will say for Todd's credit, he handles the the flack he gets on the show better than any of the other three do. Yeah. I will say, you know, Todd's had a lot of tribulations and stuff. And I think that he's able to kind of, he has a good perspective. So he's okay making fun of himself because he knows that um, he's got some issues. (laughs) Eric. Have you ever suggested to him that maybe he stick up for himself with the the guys here? I mean, obviously, as you pointed out earlier, a lot of the stuff that happens is for content, but the stuff that clearly sticks with him seems to bother him. So he never, I don't think I've ever seen him stick up for himself. And I'm just curious, like, have you ever tried to get him to do that? Todd is the least confrontational person on the planet. There, there is not anybody that despises confrontation more than he does. It makes him very uncomfortable, and he would rather just put his head down and move forward than than have any kind of confrontation. No, he'd rather send like some passive aggressive email for the next thirty years. <laughs> yes, re- he really good at those. Does he bring home content to you? So he's known for limericks and like mock headlines on the show. Yeah. Do, do, does he pass these things by you? Are you like his audience at home? No, but he does get very upset because he sends everything to me and he thinks I have nothing to do but just <laughs> wait around for his emails. And he's like, you know, I send you the limerick, you don't respond. I'm like, working, like, you know, <laughs> have a few other responsibilities other than, you know, being your feedback. But no, I, I used to hear all the Monday Night Football songs when he used to do those. <laughs> yeah. And just so you know, those haven't gone away. Like, they still exist in like that, that, that's never going away. So he, he walks around the house singing those songs. If he's in a good, like, he's going to come home today, like Friday, Fritzy, the Friday before a week off. And, and four guests. And he had four guests and they were all booked on like before Thursday. 
So he gets like increasingly more difficult to, to manage. Marv? Hi, uh, Mrs. Fritz. Quick question. So do you see Todd stressed out? Like is Todd's stress level based on how many guests he has booked? Oh, absolutely. I, I can tell you by fr- probably Saturday morning what he has lined up for the week. Because he'll say, you know, I have nothing for Monday. I have one for Tuesday. We're taping this one after the show Tuesday. We'll probably air it Wednesday or Thursday. We have nothing for Thursday, nothing like, uh, and his mood changes as he books guests during the rest of the evening. So it's like, he won't leave his laptop until he has one thing lined up. And then once he has at least a second guest booked for the next day, there's definitely a sense of calm that washes over him. So his work life very much intertwines with what his home life is. He has no boundaries. Yeah. So back to like the Limerick thing, when he went on the comedy tour and he was doing, uh, you know, he was doing the stand up tour with the guys. Is that what we're calling? I think I think that's an attempt at comedy. OK. At some famous club. Comedy tour. That, that's a little generous. <laughs> okay. The time that he tried to make some jokes in front of people. Yeah. Um, One. He was very open about sharing stuff, maybe from your personal lives. Oh yeah. Did did he pass that by you, or did he like pass these jokes by you? What was the process behind developing these jokes or an attempt at jokes that he was making? Well, Todd, he likes to be more of a storyteller than than a joke teller. So I think I kind of knew that I was going to be a target of all this. <laughs> a so. Um, but between uh, between the two of us, I'm definitely the one that with the thicker skin. So I, I, I can probably handle it better than if it went the other way. Dylan? Well, I think the guys have said on the show, like he has the observation part down, but not the humor part of observational humor. So yeah. he can tell um, the story. He um, can tell a great story. And when we're out with a bunch of friends out to a meal, he will take over. He loves to tell stories, make everybody laugh. But that doesn't necessarily equate to like being a stand up comedian. We're being joined by Mrs. Fritz, Todd Fritz's wife on the 1215 Club. Um, another big topic, and it's been going on for years now, and, and you've been to blame for this actually on the show, is the chunky oatmeal sweater. I did. It, 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 I went to Goodwill years ago. Yes. So you did. You can confirm here <laughs> that you threw that away and that's no longer. Yes, it is not hiding in my house. Uh, and where, he, where he's just, a, you know, Todd, like yeah. he would wear it. Yeah. But I think like everybody in the studio thinks that for some reason he's holding out on it and, you know, it's still in your you know basement or your attic somewhere and he just doesn't no. want to wear it. Yeah. No. Eric? So what, just for people who may not know all the details, so why did you decide to throw it out? Um, because Donate, sorry. Why did I donate to Goodwill? Because it, it had served its purpose. And <laughs> That's it how Todd feels about all the tools in the house. <laughs> Yeah, Todd, Todd can't name any of the tools. In <laughs> Does he do any work at home at all? Like whether it's cooking, washing, watching the washing machine, turning on the faucet, anything? I mean, turning on the faucet, I don't really count that as repair. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm trying to give him a little bone here. <laughs> um, he does take the garbage cans down our driveway every weekend. What? I know that that really counts. Um, he was working on the laundry for a while, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so happened? I came downstairs one morning and 
he tended to overstuff the machine. And so when you try and put all that into the dryer, it takes like six hours to dry. Yeah. So I came home. I actually, I was upstairs. I had come down because I was teaching from home last year and draped all over our furniture in the family room were things that hadn't dried. So I was like, okay, I guess you're done. Oh, so so he's banned from laundry duty at this point. It's just not worth it. Like, That's fair enough. So can he like? He's he grew up in it. To his defense, he grew up in an apartment building, and Jewish men are not known for their ability to be handy. And when something was broken, you called the super. Yeah. So, you know, it, but he did. He never developed an interest in doing that. Like. If there's anything in the house that needs to be fixed, either I fix it or I find the person to fix it. Dylan? So is this, is it genuine like inability to do it or does Todd do a strategy that I've used in the past when it came to chores, which was be so bad at it that you won't get asked to do it again? Is there I any? Think it's, it's, I think it's almost like a disability on his part. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has been, he just wouldn't even know where to begin. Like he doesn't know if I said, you know, can you hand me the Phillips head screwdriver? He wouldn't know. It's like a bit like a baby deer trying to walk sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's for But even they get it after a while. Like he's just there's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that you've just become accustomed to at this point. And you guys have been together for so long. I mean, has he gotten any better? Has he made progress throughout your marriage? Or is he just Todd being Todd from no, day he's one? Todd being Okay, I'll put it in perspective for you. When we first got engaged, I went with a friend to a psychic. And the psychic said to me, you're going to have three children, but two births. So we're like, oh, I'm going to have twins. But no, I have three children, but I only gave birth to two of them. <laughs> and, and the joke in our house is that the biggest one is the neediest. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the biggest? All right, so we, we've talked a lot about Todd and you know his shortcomings to say what's the biggest misconception of Todd though that he's not smart I I think a lot of the you know that he he he's not he's not handy mm -hmm. and he's he's probably not current you know as far as like knowing what's what's trending in the world today but I mean he graduated salutatorian from his high school he, he happens to be really, really smart. I don't know that he utilizes it as much um, because he tends, in case you haven't figured that out, he's very tunnel vision. Yes. Very focused on, on what he has to do. He's, and he's so dedicated to his job. That he is. And that I think uh, we kind of experience it the most because we talk, we've talked about this with him ourselves where it's, you know, Sunday morning. And it's 8 a.m. and he's already sending us, you know, the scoreboard. He does a, a segment called the scoreboard every day. Mm -hmm. And like it's the first thing that he's thinking about on Sunday morning. I have to guess all the scoreboards. <laughs> <laughs> he makes you guess all the scoreboards before he sends it out. Or yeah. like, I'll say I, I just finished my scoreboards for the week. Do you want to play? I'm like, can I just do one? He's like, no. <laughs> So what was it like when um, so he tell he's told the story as well? He had Derek Jeter call you. He did and I that got pulled out of my classroom. I was teaching in New York City. I got pulled out of my classroom with the message that Derek Jeter was on the phone in the office for me. And that was to seal the engagement. Were you guys uh, engaged at that point? Yet. You have you hadn't met 
Tadia? That was before our first date. Wow. That is. <laughs> so, wow. so you guys had just spoken over the phone a couple times? I actually, I worked with his mother. Okay. And she really, I, do you guys know that Todd's the favorite child between him and his siblings? I could have guessed that. I could have guessed that. I don't, yeah, I didn't know if we knew that no, definitively. But if, you, if you ask my mother-in-law who's your favorite, she will she will say Todd. Like, she doesn't lie. She's very, I mean, to the detriment of his brother and sister, everybody knows that he's the favorite. Um, so she was looking for a nice Jewish girl to bring her favorite child back from the West Coast. So she kind of talked him up to me which I have said since maybe she wishes she didn't set us up because sometimes <laughs> things can be a little rocky there. Um, but because of that, he had Derek Jeter call me and then I called Todd to thank him. And I said, oh, the next time you're in New York, can I take you out for a drink to thank you? Not realizing that he didn't drink. Yeah. Um, so we ended up talking for the next few weeks and he took me out to dinner and it will be 25 years in December. Was he like super jacked Todd at that point? Um, he was no, he was like in the middle. How's that? <laughs> so he was transitioning. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I mean, we've seen you've seen the pictures of him when he yeah, was about Yeah, but that's not the Todd that I met in 96. But no. the the 2021 Todd is not the Todd that you met in 96 neither, to be fair to him. No, he he was pro he was probably closer to the that late '80s Todd when I, when I met him. Um, he had a very unusual outfit when he showed up for our first date, though. What was it? So he was wearing, and he worked on the Up Close show at the time when Up Close was on ESPN. He used to book the guests for that show when it was Chris Myers as the host. He was wearing an Up Close shirt, a polo shirt. <laughs> which I, I, I don't know if it was like to prove that he really worked at the network that I really needed to see that and a corduroy tan blazer <laughs> over that and then jeans and really poorly fitting black loafers. <laughs> he still wears that. I think, I think he still wears that outfit. I don't know that the it. shirt fits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although that probably still is in, in our closet because he's really bad at parting with things. Eric? So, so is there one thing that you would say Todd would want to say to either Dan, the Danettes, or Dan Nation that he's afraid to say that you can say on his behalf? <sighs> Maybe just to be a little bit more patient with him. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I'm a reading teacher. I work with young kids that have difficulties. So I have a lot of patience. Um, I sometimes I need to use that patience, even with Todd explaining things more than once and making sure he really understands. And I think just because he doesn't get it right away doesn't mean that it's not worth kind of being patient, giving him a second shot at explaining it to him. Just be patient. You know, he's a good person. But he can be he, he can be exasperated at times. We all feel that way. Marv. <laughs> so, Mrs. Fritz, the most serious question I'm going to ask, or any of us are going to ask, have you talked to him about his late '80s references? And oh, how he all should the time. I say that when he because he writes headlines for the Above the Noise 
And I'll say, no one's going to get that. (laughs) No one's going to get that. That's meaningful to you. That's it. No, he he really is not good with anything beyond, um, I'm going to say, 89. (laughs) Dylan here is our graphics guy, and he's the direct recipient of those headlines every morning. Does it make you scratch your head? So I put I, I put them through sort of a vetting process, and there's definitely been a few times where I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and change this up a little bit because I have no idea what he was yeah. going for. And there's, there's been some controversial ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing, we're kind of running short on time, but the very last thing I wanted to ask you about, and I feel like we could ask you so many more things, was um, the evolution of the bar mitzvah slash bat mitzvah videos. Oh, yeah. Um, when those came around, did you have the same sentiment as Todd in that moment where it was oh, like, gosh, no. so you were completely, uh, I, I guess, against? I wasn't against it, but I was like, you know, this doesn't have to be th- this massive blowout thing. Like, you know, getting a couple of things that were relevant to our son or our daughter, I felt was fun and was enjoyable for our guests. But then he started reaching out to people that it was really only relevant to him (laughs) for our daughter um he got uh video messages from debbie gibson i don't even know know if you guys know who she is i don't (laughs) okay google her she was a really big pop star around let's see i think i was a sophomore in high school so (laughs) definitely solid 80s reference um taylor dane is another Oh, uh, Marvin knows who she is. <laughs> Marvin's <laughs> a little older than that. <laughs> um, so when, when it started taking like that, that turn, I was like, this isn't for you. Um, that That's when I, I was like, okay, you're getting a lot of hands. I mean, we all know he likes the, uh, the you know, I don't know how to put this. The ladies? The ladies, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel when he brings that kind of stuff on the show? Or he talks about like his favorite actress who is, you know, or he went on a date with this lady in Bensonhurst in 1985. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts when he kind of broaches that subject on the show? You know, I think I'm just so used to it that it really doesn't phase me. Um, Todd's also, he, he, his bark is much worse than his bite. He, he likes to talk. He, he is the most loyal person that you would ever run into and he would never be able to tolerate it if i did even a fraction of what he did i think we ended on that note todd's loyal right i would use i think that's uh, i think that's something we can all agree on i'd say fiercely extremely loyal. Uh, i'm i'm just really upset that scott bayo couldn't uh you know <laughs> make it on the video. make it on the video yeah, well, we're done now. We only have two kids. We 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 move beyond that. So. Yes, you, you have some weddings, weddings at some point. Yeah. No, oh, I, oh. I, I I think Dan will hunt him down, even if they're not working together <laughs> at that point. I think Dan will hunt him down and, and make sure that <laughs> not happen ever again. Mrs. Fritz, we appreciate all your time today. Thank you for putting up with our questions and your generosity for spending some time with us here in the Twelve Fifteen Club. Um, My pleasure. And we commend you for everything you do with Todd on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm, I'm a strong chick. You yeah. very clearly are. Thank you again and enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your week off, guys. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was fun. That was very enlightening. I think I learned a lot about Todd. Um, 
and just hearing it from her perspective as his wife, I think was great. Uh, what were you guys takeaways from it? Dill? Um, I, sh- I mean, she's so nice. She really like, is. And she like, she clearly does have thick skin cause it does. She seemed pretty like willing and not that we like asked anything too egregious, but she was pretty willing and able to like he, talk about whatever Todd related. Yeah. And she didn't like, we were, you know, talking to her via zoom and it didn't seem like she pulled back from anything. It seemed like she jumped right I'm in. I'm sure she's <laughs> so used to like anything we could have said. Eric. I think my biggest takeaway every time I speak with Todd's wife is how far over Todd skis he really is. Oh, and she's yeah. a beautiful woman. She's intelligent. She's well-spoken, and she puts up with all of Todd's BS. Yeah. Like, Todd, I don't know if he if there's anything that he doesn't do for her that he should, but she deserves the world. Like, she's amazing, and Todd is so far over skis. And arra- I mean, I don't want to ask, but was it an arranged marriage then? Because he did Derek Jeter stuff before they even met. Yeah, that's a bombshell. That is a bombshell. Morph? I'm, respect- I'm respecting everything about that. But I'm going to say greatest people ever, Mrs. Fritz, Martin Luther King. I thought you were going to say Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And right. Mr. And Rogers is up there too, but Mrs. Fritz <laughs> is top. In that order. <laughs> and the psychic thing that she was going to have three kids and only birth the Wild. two of them. That, was... <laughs> that is insane. That's, that is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to unpack that one, but she also... She's super like in tune with Todd's work. Like she know, like when you said like above the noise, she's like, oh yeah, he's writing the above the noise. You're like scoreboard. Yeah, oh I know. I about know the, the scoreboard. <laughs> she's like, it's been probably beaten in her head every little thing Todd does. She here. knows when Paul like usurps the segment. Yeah, she's like, she's like, yeah, Todd. She's probably, she what, probably hears and sees this show through like the more like honed in lens than anybody. Bottle else. cap glasses. Yeah, literally blinders on. Just. Well, I mean, she started it with saying that he sent like rapid fire texts. Like a recap of what, you know, we see that, I guess, at a small fraction of what she sees it. Because we get rapid fire stuff from Todd, but Marv? So it's basically like reverse of like my marriage. My wife will come home. Marv, you won't even believe what happened at work today. And she tells you all about her day. That's kind of what how Todd is. Todd's so wrapped up in it. And like, oh, can you even believe what sound does he make? <laughs> And that just kind of goes on. And Mrs. Fritz, like the fact that she knew so much about our show, I think like me and Eric are married, like our wives know like the people to each other, but they don't know mm-hmm. LOL. Like, <laughs> but they don't know about like every single segment and stuff like that. Like, no, like no clue. If I said to my wife, oh yeah, we had a bad above the noise graphic. She'd be like, what are you talking about? What's a graphic and what's above the noise? What are you talking about? Little segue here, Marv. <laughs> You're telling me that you didn't tell your wife yesterday when we went to dinner with Dan? Huh? Yeah. I did. And I said- You say you don't go home and say everything that happened at work, so. We had dinner with Dan yesterday. I did, did you tell I didn't her about say, that? I didn't say where we went to dinner. I didn't say what we had at dinner. Dinner I was said, fun. I thought dinner hey, was fun with Dan we went yesterday, to dinner, right? We went to dinner's dinner always fun with Dan. Yeah, of course. I, I missed mean, out. A lot of- Yeah, Dylan didn't come, so- me, Eric, a uh, couple of guys in the back, we had dinner with Dan yesterday at this local brewery here. Um, and so it was fun because he's just such a goofy dude. Um, Eric? It was one of the funny takeaways for me was, um, I don't know, I think I I asked him, I said, you know, what do you think your legacy is, uh, you know, when the show's over, like with us that we've worked with you? 
and um you know he started to think a little bit about like some big prolific and i was like no no it's some of the goofy things things you say that you say behind the scenes like that's that's the legacy and he he almost fell over laughing thinking about it but no it was great and it was you know it it it's great because at least around here we're all vaccinated we're all able to go out like so it's it's kind of nice because we didn't get to do that for a long time and and i think that there's um we as a group are closer uh, in the post time with AT&T because there's no one else really that work on the show we have a couple of salespeople that are based in LA but that's really it like it's just us and so i think that like there's kind of a core group of us and you know we were kind of talking about some you know we got into a little inside bit of stuff <laughs> inside <here>. baseball <laughs> stuff which was you know it's fun and and uh and it, it was great I, great food and, and obviously uh, hanging out with Dan is such a, a treasure. It's also funny to think like what other people who saw us sitting there and might have heard some of the things we were saying. Yeah, like, well, I kind of <laughs> hope not. <but laughs> yeah, yeah, but like everyone kind of takes a double take at Dan. No one came over and, and interrupted the dinner or anything, but uh, but a lot of people were like, and look, they you know, did. Look, there was take. a lot of people looking, but um, like last time we I had gone out to dinner with him at the Seas, there was somebody who came up. They were like. We're not going to ask for your autograph or anything, but we just wanted to say hi. We're from out of town, and you know he's always cool with that. Um, but I think he goes to this place that we went to fairly often, so I think they're just used to seeing him there. Well, I hope the uh, interview ma- matched the hype. I think we asked everything. I don't know if we left anything out. Um. Yeah. What? I mean, There's we did great. Um, patting ourselves on the back, but I mean, we could have gone for another hour with. We, we could have. I mean, she had she had to go, so I didn't want to like take too much of her time. She was generous enough to even come and talk to us for a little bit, but I think we hit most of the main things. And if we didn't, let us know, and maybe we'll try to get her on at some point again in the future. Marv, I said the words right out of my mouth. Like, when is she coming back? Because we have so many more questions. There's, there's infinity things that we could talk to her about, Eric. I'd be kind of interested in hearing her and Todd together mm-hmm. and have like almost like that, a couple's yeah. therapy session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we just pull, press the button and they would just go, I think. I don't even know if we'd have to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Which Danette wife is next? Um, I don't know. I mean, so McLovin's wife is a teacher, so she might be a hard book just in terms of like timing throughout the day. Seton's wife, I would guess, has some availability. Um, Paul's wife, I think she she probably has some availability too, so... Um, Seton's wife, you know, she has a, a, a history with the show too, because yeah. she she was uh, did a lot of the voiceover work, and um, so and she's been around for a while and in the business too. So she'd be probably pretty fun. I mean, I don't know that any of them are going to be as interesting as Mrs. Fritz, just because Todd is like the most interesting, right? Yeah. So, um, but I'm sure they'll all be great, and it'd be fun to bring you know just more people behind more the scenes. People. Exactly. I think that's all we got this week. Uh, we got a week off, as Dan mentioned. We're all going our separate ways for a week. Where I think we're all traveling to different places. Um, as much as I'm going to miss you guys for the week, I'm happy not to see you guys for a week. You said that last time, too. You're so negative. I will miss you guys. Text me anytime <laughs> you want. I won't answer. No, I'm <laughs> that's all we got this week for the 1215 Club. For Mutt Ariel, Marvin the Prince, Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy. Have a good two weeks, everyone. We'll catch you in a couple weeks.